with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, we're talking about uh, again the Oilers game last night with uh, Oiler play-by-play uh, uh, phenom. Jack Michaels from 630 Chad and uh, Jack is with us so he's the second Jack on the show uh not exactly uh, you know uh, what we wanted last night obviously with the Oilers losing yeah not the way we wanted it to go not uh not uh, for Oilers fans that's for sure and you know what give Winnipeg full marks this is the opportunity that you know often arrives in a best of 7 is to steal game 1 and they certainly did that they got a great goaltending performance and you know you look up at the shot clock and you look at you know some of the things Edmonton did and all that matters ultimately in the playoffs is 4-1 that's that's all that matters a couple of empty netters but obviously you know Winnipeg got a bounce on the third and took advantage full marks to them I think like they took I think they took advantage of us unfairly with all those empty nets. Like, that was just not nice. (laughs) (laughs) The reason they play a best-of-seven series is most often the best team wins. Yes. Uh, But, uh, you know, anyone can win game one. It's a matter of stringing four together. Uh, I'm not saying that I I woke up today, you know, expecting that everyone would would come to grips with that. (laughs) And as a result, there's going to be a fair share of panic uh, escalating throughout the city. But I will say this, you know, losing game one to Chicago last summer is a much different situation because of that best of five nature. Yes. Automatically, immediately shifts pressure to the team that loses the opener. Yeah. Because now only two more losses and you're gone. That's the seven series. My experience, better team usually wins. There's plenty of time for the Oilers to rally and get back in the series. Oh, we needed you, Dr. Jack. This is good. This is so is that good. better? Okay, you know, speaking of uh, the one goal the Oilers got, we're going to play this really quick. This was your call of it, okay? Here it is. Went into rebuild. Here's a shot by Barry as he enters the zone. Quick shot score! Yes, a pulley Irvy on the rebound. He found it. The Jets did it. And yes, a pulley Irvy making his National Hockey League playoff debut has scored Edmonton's first postseason goal. As usual, you just, you nailed it. You nailed it. Now, Jack is going to do her call of your first goal, and you're going to give her a quick uh, critique. Are you ready? All right, fair enough. Gotcha. All right, go ahead. Okay, I hope you're ready for this. All right, I'm ready. I got a script. <laughs> no, script. Okay. I don't get a script. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. I do. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Ready. There's a shot by Barry as he enters the zone. Quick shot score. Yes, and Puliavi on the rebound. He found it. The Jets did it. And yes, Puliavi making his National Hockey League playoff debut has scored Edmonton's first postseason goal. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I've got a pretty good idea of exactly now what it sounds like. You know, when they lead the chickens in and then you never see them again? I have a pretty good idea. You know, that hand's gripped around the neck. The other chickens still haven't figured out, but I believe at that moment the chicken knows his or her fate. Now I've I've got a feeling for that sound. I would say this, Jack, all you've got to do is give me... You know what? I don't know whether it's a combination of Red Bull. It's, you know, maybe it's even like throw a little Zambuca in there. And then, if you insist. I don't know. I'm not going to say Drano, but maybe the really harsh Listerine. Get that in you right before we go on the air. Stop choking the chicken and get the Listerine. <laughs>
This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Well, they, they love your play-by-play, Jack. It's <laughs> impressive. Thank you for your kind words. I was just responding back to everyone that that is the most terrifying segment for all of us. Um, I, lo- I love how you've decided not to dip your toe. <laughs> and no. you certainly jumped all Just in. going for it. It's yeah. the playoffs, baby. I love the gravelly jack. <laughs> it's the playoffs. <laughs> I have a feeling that that's exactly what you're going to sound like when you're 85. <laughs> Wait and see. <laughs> get in here, Lily. Get off the shed. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of things. First of all, Freestyle Friday will return tomorrow. Uh, will Jack swear again? Man, will she make us all blush? Who knows? I like her to... To win without swearing. Hey, don't hate the player. Hate the game. Yeah. See if she can pull that off. I'm going to phone our boss. He will be on the line as we wrap. (laughs) He likes swears. And the CRTZ. Oh, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we will do Freestyle Friday uh, tomorrow, and it'll be uh, Oiler pump up playoff stuff so get get uh, get ready for that uh matt is uh, again we're all in different rooms because of uh COVID, of course so we can see him on facetime right now and there it is what did somebody tell you jack about his complexion yesterday there was a good line oh yeah gosh i wish that i had the message in front of me but it was something along the lines of like don't uh lose sight of matt you'll lose him in the snow <laughs> it was something along those lines of he is so pale don't take your eyes off him i'm yeah. so pale there's, there. I have two colors. I have lobster red, yeah, and powder white. Yes. And uh, right now, I'm transitioning from powder white to lobster red in areas of my body. Uh huh. That is a great movie reference. You are powder. Not as cool though. I can't control the lightning. I wish, but he's naked. By I'm the naked. Way. Still naked. And uh, yesterday morning, there was a lot of hopefulness with my nakedness, which yeah. happens from time to time when you're naked. Because every goal uh, Connor McDavid scores, you get an item of clothing. Yeah, and he was left off the score sheet. Yeah. Um, I was so, once I saw that first empty netter go in, I yeah. literally <laughs> swore my TV multiple, multiple times, shut it off, and went to bed. Yeah. And how did you sleep? Because I didn't sleep well. I oh, I slept okay. I woke up and like, oh no, I got to walk outside naked again. The whole, the scope of what's happening is starting to set in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's so exciting the first day and then not. Like there's a chance that Connor could have 12 points and one goal in the first round in a seven game series and I'm in my underwear for two weeks. <laughs> and then into the next series, yes, like, I'm still going to be naked. Yes. Yeah, you are. This is like, you know how hard it is to be a parent when you're naked? <laughs> you know how hard it is to walk, go for a neighborhood walk when you're always naked? You don't have any schools in your area. You're fine. Hey, I'm going to catch a charge here if I'm not careful. Can you please Instagram this? No. <laughs> This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, you're capturing the imagination of people with your naked thing, Matt. And we knew these texts were coming. Matt, I think you jinxed them by going naked. Ooh. Please, please put clothes back on and give them their luck back. If you, think- Yeah, if you honestly think that Matt being naked <laughs> is the reason why the Oilers <laughs> lost the game last night. I'm sure Dave Tivitt in the room after is like, I know, boys, good effort, but that guy from Kissing Country is <laughs> naked and he's the problem. You know what? We have been tagging them in all of our Instagram stories. Maybe we should stop. Do you think uh, any of the management is... Considering picking up the phone and saying, Matt, put on some clothes. Yeah. We'll see after game two. <laughs> <laughs> Matt should ha- have to be re-naked for each of the series. Four times naked Matt. There you go. I think it's funny, though, if we keep going and I'm in like four parkas and I die a heat stroke. Yeah. 
Yeah, funny. <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. But again, as according to Jack Michaels, and I believe him too, it's not like we got smoked last night. It was just one of those games, and it's just one game, Jack. Well, we'll see. Whoa, easy. <laughs> Jack, you lost. The, we lost the game. You lost the 50-50. $4.1 million in the 50-50. I couldn't even win one of the hourly prizes. Like, no. come on. Yeah. My odds were good. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good. Super good. <laughs> uh, was it an A ticket that won? Do we know? It was an A ticket that yeah, won. And I bought an A ticket. Mm. Oh, Daddy Warbucks over there. I know. Must be nice. But yeah, $4.1 million. That's impressive. It hasn't gotten up that high for quite a few games. As this train gets rolling out the station here that number could see six seven million unbelievable and you know i saw calgary they had their 50 50 for their final game it was like twenty seven thousand dollars or something <laughs> lame <laughs> a wet fart i saw somebody on twitter uh saying that um they were at a cubs game yeah and the the 50 50 was six grand yeah yeah. Six grand. What a bunch of jokers. I would throw the ticket back. <laughs> Just like they do the whole run ball. <laughs> Keep your money even if you win. I don't care. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We got this text message. It says, Hey guys, I started dating a girl that I really like, but there's one slight problem. We both love hockey, but not the same teams. Me, being the good Edmonton boy that I am, I love everything Oilers. My sweetie is a Winnipeg OG, so she is a diehard Jets fan. I have jerseys and hats and watch most Oilers game, but her fandom is next level. She books vacations to see the Jets play well before the pandemic, always wears her gear game days, and is no stranger to yelling profanities at the TV. Now with our teams playing each other in the first round, she's directed her hatred towards me. (laughs) We still really like each other, but she just can't not see me as a lowly Oiler fan. I don't know if I can handle the winter months with her if it's going to be like this forever. Thoughts? Mm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anger can be sexy at times. It can be. Anger can be sexy. (laughs) She's passionate. I love passion. Yeah. You can't come on. It's sports. You're going to break up with somebody over a sports team unless she's being physically violent, punching <laughs> holes in the wall and has rage issues. I think this is ridiculous. I've, I'm, we've had texts before. It's like, how I would never date somebody who doesn't cheer for my team. You're literally going to turn somebody away that you like just because of the team that they play for. So I you think you what? should just grin and bear it. Yes. Just please, ma'am. May I have another? <laughs> Chris, I, what would you do? I'd have a tough time with it. I really? really would. I really would. Yeah. He doesn't have any friends that aren't Oilers fans. <laughs> <laughs> he barely likes George Canyon. <laughs> and Paul Brandt. You bring it's up tough. good points. It's tough. Okay. I, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I, I would have a tough time with this one for sure. You like, know? I don't like. It's kind of like when we've heard from people that say my significant other or my girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever is not a country music fan either. And oh, they have yeah. a hard time with that. Same kind of idea, right? It's just like, man, sometimes you need to share the same passions. I think just you, a little bit. Yeah. You, you can you can share tons of passions together. Yeah. It's it's fun having a little rivalry in the relationship. Well, and speaking of, this text just came in. Make kinky bets on the games. <laughs> We wah wah wah. I, uh, I don't know the way things are going. I don't want the Oilers to lose too much. It's coming from a guy that's naked right now. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kissing Love Court time. 
And we did get a text from a guy whose girlfriend, who he really likes, is a huge Winnipeg Jets fan, like hardcore. He says her rivalry has now turned towards him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't know. Do we keep this going? I don't know if, if we can make it work. There is no text for saying, just leave her. Everyone's like, suck it up. This text says, as a big sports fan who doesn't cheer on any of the same teams as my husband, the rivalry is actually so fun. Yeah, as long as that's physically or mentally abusive, mm-hmm. allow it. Okay. <laughs> so ridiculous, says this texter. I'm a huge Ryder fan, and my husband, a huge Edmonton Football Club fan. The rivalry is awesome. Yeah, I'm I sure could see that. Chris could, would agree with me with this. There are exceptions to the rule. I yep. will never date a Ryder fan. <laughs> well, you say that now. What if Sam all of a sudden told you, like, guess what? I love the writers. <laughs> I take her to the doctor. <laughs> I don't think I could ever date a Leafs fan. I don't think I could. Could you date a Fl- Flames fan? More than the Leafs fan. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No. I, like, so I the dated, Leafs are the deal breaker. They are. Absolutely. I dated a Flames fan once. She I, was so sweet. And then she put on that jersey and she just got a little bit uglier. <laughs> You guys. <laughs> it's funny that you're going to break up with somebody because they like opposite teams. I was just talking to Ethan on Friday, and people let their pets decide who they're going to date or not. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's next level dumb, hey? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, come on, people. Have some fun. You only got one life. Let it go. Um, it's good attitude. Good fun. Just go Oilers and get out of my life. <laughs> Well, no, I don't go Oilers, but that's okay. That's your choice. <laughs> we can't be friends. Everybody has their choice. That's right. I mean, that's he has right. a choice not to date her if he truly wants to, but I think it's a losing battle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know what? You and, and, I, 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 and there is nothing sexier than a lady in a in a jersey, no matter what the jersey is. So, Except for a Flames jersey. Yeah. I, I'm with Jack. I go NFL, like Chiefs all the way. Okay. Yeah, just like yeah, Jack. Yeah, go NFL. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kissin' Love Court this morning, basically, well, with the uh, Oilers, of course, losing that game last night, there's one Oilers fan in particular that uh, really got it from his jet girlfriend, and he's like, oh, I just don't know what to do with this situation. And so we're asking, is it worth keeping the relationship going, even though they cheer for the other team? Someone has lived this situation. It says, good morning, guys. I dated a guy who was a loyal Calgary fan. There was Calgary stuff all over his house, and his man cave was entirely red. I tried to suck it up for a year, along with his crappy, heavy rock. My (laughs) whole core was dying inside as I'm born and raised here. I have been going to Oilers and Edmonton football games since I was a kid, and I actually partied with the greats in the 80s. I was downtown celebrating on Jasper Ave when they all won their cups. It did cause many heated disagreements, and eventually... I couldn't take it anymore. I'm ABC all the way. Oilers till I die. There's a next level of fandom. Like, Chris and I love our teams. Yeah. Jack, you love stuff. 50-50s. <laughs> right? It, like, when you decorate a room or you have an entire area of your house has a shrine to that mm-hmm. team. Right. We're talking about that kind of person. Could you handle that if that was your team's rival? It'd be tough. It would be tough. <laughs> Matt, I'm so confused as to where you stand on this. A I moment know. ago, you were like, like, it's okay. No, I, like, like I said, I don't think I would... I can handle it. I've dated people who don't like my team. But still, there is like anybody but Calgary. Let's take this call from Deb. I got a couple things to say. For one, Matt, you must be freezing cold with the temperatures out here and being naked. Yeah, it's cold. 
applaud your bravery, Matt. I Thank could you. not do it. <laughs> yes. And two, I'm weighing in on the sports debate. Yes. Okay. Me and my husband, when we first got together, I was a huge Oilers fan. And uh, I was actually doing security for Saskatchewan Northrider. Right. Now, he was a Calgary Flames fan, okay? And uh, so we definitely did not see eye to eye. Competition got so bad between us that we finally had to agree to stop watching sports in order to save our marriage. But 20 <laughs> years later, we are still together, and it don't matter which team we cheer for, as long as we love each other, that's all that counts. Aww. Imagine going to the marriage counselor and she says, well, yeah, I think you guys need to drop sports. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Why are we playing this music, Matt? Because yeah. there's, a, there's a big thing happening next month. Now, in the past little bit, a bunch of ex-military guys, current military guys, and, and Former presidents like Obama. Obama. Yes, Obama yes. said yes. that UFOs are a thing. Yes. Now, there, there's <laughs> this coronavirus relief bill that got passed. Tacked onto it was this, like, clarity bill down in the States that the CIA has to release some classified information about UFOs. So this report is coming out next month where they're going to be like, yeah, there's UFOs, guys. We don't know what they are. So are we talking about the admittance of Area 51? Well, Area 51's a thing. Oh, okay. We already did that. <laughs> Remember when all those nerds got together and they were going to storm it? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, they didn't say aliens are real. They said UFOs are a thing. And, like, more classified videos are coming out. Like, there was one, like, earlier in the week where yeah. there's this video of this thing that, like, is flying around. You can hear the pilot say, I don't know what it is. And it, it, like, shoots into the water. Yeah, we have nothing. We have none of that t- the technology to make things like that move like that. So there you go. And it just disappears. It just poof, gone. Now they're saying like it's probably another like big super military superpower like Russia or China or something or something unexplained. Oh. But it begs the question, have you seen a UFO? I haven't, but I'm not looking. You, I mean, you look at the sunrise and sunset. As soon as it's dark out, you're just like, bye. Yeah, yeah I'm done. <laughs> I, I like the stars too. I'll be honest with you. I look up at the stars as well. <laughs> Oh, Good to know. Good How do you feel about the blue sky and the clouds? <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a stars and sunset and uh, sunrise person. But no, I have I've never seen anything. What about you, Jack? Well, I did see something a couple months ago while we were on this show, the comet. But was it a comet? Oh, right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. UFO for Even sure. Even you are as bad as Annie Baxter. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, everybody slams you with information. You're like, well, it could be aliens. Can you prove me wrong? I can't. <laughs> exactly. There's something. All right. What about you? Have you ever seen an unidentified flying object? 780-421-1039. You can always, as always, text us at 103.939. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Talking about UFOs, we need the music. Yes, unidentified flying objects. Do you believe? Have you seen? This text at 103939. I have seen a UFO many years ago down on the Sunshine Coast. If you believe that we are alone in this universe, I believe you are very close-minded. I totally think there's aliens, bro. Yeah? I don't think they've been here, though. (laughs) What? What do you mean, what? 
<laughs> they have for sure been here. How do you explain all these sightings? All right. Um, imagine this, the, what needs to happen for an alien to visit Earth. You need to have the technology to literally travel light years in distance. Yeah. And then you just show up and like go, doodly, 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 in a grainy video and peace out. If they can get here, why don't they show? It's just logically not possible. You're asking for it, Matt. You are pretty much inviting them to your house. I, I hope so. Come on. I want to get probed. I am naked. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> the aliens have standards. Oh. Oh, burn. Here's a big house up. Here's Lady A on Kissing Country. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kiss it. Hello. Hi, I'm calling in about your UFO sighting. Yeah, who's yes. this? Uh, Tom. Hey, Tom. What do you think? Well, growing up, my brother and I were in, uh, grew up in Winfield, B.C., when we were little, we saw this bright light over the Kelowna airport, and we're wondering, like, oh, it's probably just an airplane. But it was just hovering there. And then it would go out, and then it would turn on. But it was bright enough that it lit up our house all the way from Kelowna to Winfield. So it was a 20-minute drive. We were looking at it with binoculars and trying to figure out what it was. And only make out, like, there's a light on the top, a light on the bottom, and three in the center. That's all we could really make out of the shape. So we never really told anyone, didn't tell our parents, nothing like that. And about uh, once years later, my brother's wife, his sister-in-law at the time, she comes in one night and she's crying. And she uh, she said that she was driving through Rutland in Kelowna and she uh, her car turned off. And she's like, what's going on? And trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. And when she looked up in the sky, she saw something in the sky. She saw an object that had a light on the top, a light on the bottom, and three in the center. We had never told anyone the story. But when she told us this, we're like, can you draw it? She's like, yeah. So she goes to draw it. My brother and I both draw, drew what we remembered. And when we turned the papers around, they all were matching. Whoa. Pretty much the same. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, seven years after that, uh, I was watching TV one day about those UFO sightings and whatnot on uh, History Channel. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about this constant UFO sighting that starts from Australia and New Zealand area makes its way up the western seaboard of California and then comes over top of BC and then into the Northwest Territories and then disappears. And it happens every seven or so years on a cycle. If You can look it up, too. It's crazy. So I, they showed a picture of what a lot of people are seeing, and there's a light on the top, a light on the bottom, and three in the center. And I was just, so I called him, told him, turn on the TV, turn on the TV, turn it. And then so he turns it on, and he, and he turns it to the channel, and he's watching. He's like, oh, my God, like, this is... The exact thing that we had seen when we were kids, and by this time it was over 20 years later, and like we're watching that we're not the only people that had seen this. And then if you do some research, actually, the area of Joe Rich above uh, Kelowna on the way up to Big White, in the 70s there was a no-fly zone put over it because there were so many UFO sightings. They thought <laughs> at the time there was Russian spy planes, but it's like, what, what are the Russians looking at? <laughs> The wineries. <laughs> <laughs> They're just looking at a bunch of people growing pot in their backyard. Like, oh, uh... Which also explains the sightings. <laughs> <laughs> Kelowna isn't just haunted by aliens. It's also haunted by white women drinking wine. Yeah, yeah. Boo. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs>